Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you with amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. Hello, everyone. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? This is episode number 83, I think. 83. I think last week was 82. And thank you so much for joining me. This is the Taryn Lamp Show. Oh my goodness. My protein shake is over there. I'm going to go grab it. And um, yeah, hold that thought. I'm going to go grab my protein shake. All right, I'm back. This is episode number 83 of the Taryn Lamp Show. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember, we are here every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. My guest today is on PST, so 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And don't forget, if you'd like to sponsor the show, and getting a sponsorship is $25. And what that includes is a shout out at the beginning and the end of each show, or your show, should I say, the show you sponsor. And then in addition to that, you get four um, opportunities throughout the day of the day of the show to showcase and to send me promo material for your business or service. So again, if you'd like to sponsor the show, please get a hold of me. So we will get, this is episode number 83, like I've said, of the Taryn Lamp Show. And we are going to get my guest in, Miss Brandy. Hello? Hello? Brandy, let's see. See if I can get you in. It keeps saying that you're requesting, and I say accept. There you are. Hi. You. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really good. Yeah. I, I like. Was thinking like I haven't seen you since the white like physically since the White House, right? Yeah, that was gosh, like what five years ago, five six years. Yeah. Ago? Let me see. Let me turn this up. So you're doing well. I know we've talked and all that good stuff. You're doing well. I want to not say, you know, not say too much because I want you to be able to share your story, but you look great. Oh, thank you. So do you. I love watching your show. <laughs> and it's, um, it's such a pleasure to have you. You know, we've been Heart Sisters for a long time. So I want you to share that journey. And, you know, there's so much more that, of course, you already know that I love about, you know, the, the, the journey you're on and, and the and the way you spread it, if you will. Because, um, you know, I really applaud you for, you know what, you're gonna get into that. So you know what I applaud you for. So let <laughs> us hear your story. Let us hear your story, what's your journey? Uh, sure, well, I'm an enrolled tribal member of the Epi Nation of San Isabel, and um, we're located in the mountains of San Diego. I've been in tribal politics about 18 years. Uh, and then my story started when um, I became pregnant when I was about 28. No, actually, no, I was 32, take that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, 
I was in my eighth month and I wasn't feeling too good. It was my first pregnancy. So I didn't know if maybe, you know, uh, shortness of breath and not being able to sleep at night, being incredibly weak, that type of stuff was normal. Uh, so I went to the doctor and um, out here we have Indian healthcare, which is provided by the federal government. And they pretty much told me, well, you know, you're pregnant, um, kind of deal with it. They gave me, mm. well, actually they prescribed an inhaler um, and some sleeping pills. And I knew, no, you know, it's something more than that. So um, I went to my mom and she took me to the hospital, which is, you know, an hour away from here and uh, went to the emergency there. And the doctor there actually excused me as well. And he said, my wife is eight months pregnant. You know, this is how it is. Deal with it. He didn't take any blood. He didn't take any kind of measurements, nothing. And I was in a wheelchair. It was that week. So the wheelchair be back outside mm -hmm. that Friday, that weekend, I literally was dying. Uh, I was completely in uh, heart failure by Monday. Um, my mom said, let's take you to a better hospital. We'll take you down to San Diego. So that was, you know, an hour and a half away. Um, we went down there. They put me um, directly into the intensive care unit. There was a nurse that was uh, monitoring Hunter, my son, because uh, I was pregnant at the time. And um, another nurse monitoring me. Well, if, uh, about two days I was in the intensive care unit. They drained, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds of fluid off of me. And then uh, Hunter's heart rate started to um, drop. So they decided to, uh, I needed an emergency C-section. And I remember hearing of the loudspeaker, code blue, code blue. And I remember thinking, gosh, we need to pray for that family. And all of a sudden the doors flew open and it was for me. It was, I was code blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they took me in for the emergency C-section. I didn't even get to see him, but I prayed and said, let me just hear him cry. And I know that kind of sounds cliche but um he cried they took him straight to the NICU unit um I didn't get to see him for at least five days my mom took pictures of him and uh, I was taken back to the intensive care unit so finally about the fifth day the nurse there threw a purple robe I don't know where she got the purple robe on me and wheelchair me down to the NICU unit to see him and he was just this amazing little baby <laughs> you know you know jet black hair he went open his eyes they said it was like kitty eyes or something and I'm like please let him open his eyes but he finally did he was able to go home. He went home with my mom. Um, me and the dad had broken up uh, when I was pregnant. So um, she took care of him for weeks, weeks on end. Um, they finally let me go home. I still wasn't in, in good health. They did experimental um, medications, uh, pacemaker defibrillator. Um, I was so weak, I couldn't even hold him. I couldn't pick him up like normal moms and um, put him on my hip and walk him around. And I see moms today do that. And I think, God, how do, do they know how lucky they are to be able to have the strength to do that? So um, about two years in, they evaluated me for a heart transplant. And so that was um, April. They put me on the list, April 2008. Hunter was only two years old. Um, so my, uh, I had uh, other uh, tribal members that have done weepy ceremonies for cancer patients, actually. Um, I had a good friend that was stage four cancer, and he did the weepy ceremony, and he's with us today. So they asked, can we do that ceremony for you? And I said, I'll do anything. I felt like... Um, I was a candle with my light burning out. So mm -hmm. we did the ceremony and the medicine man asked, you know, what do you pray for? What do you want? And I said, I just want to live long enough to see my son become a man. I'm not asking to be an elder. I'm not asking to grow old. Mm -hmm. Just let me live long enough till he's 18 and he joins the military or he goes to college, you know, whatever he does. And um, the medicine man said, no, you're going to live. You're going to live. And two weeks later, I got my heart. Wow, that was fast. Yes, yeah, I only waited. I was listed in April, and I got it Father's Day weekend. It was Friday the 13th. I didn't know it at the time. Fast. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you're just joining, this is the Taryn Lamp Show, episode number 83. We've got Miss Brandy on the line, and she is sharing her story 
of survival. And she has just shared with us that she is a heart transplant recipient. So much more to come. We're going to finish out the episode right now, but just want to let you know in case you're just joining, make sure you're liking, following, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. So Brandy, so tell us a little bit about like, okay, you got it, right? And first of all, that's a huge, scary, you know, all those things. But then you're in the midst of this, you're trying to be a mom. Oh, yeah, a single mom, too, to top it off. Yeah. A single so, and then, you know, one of the things just for the folks that um, just are joining. So I've always been impressed with the way you hold, hold down, you share your culture. Um, and you stay true to that. Hey, Tyra, you know, and so I guess give me a little bit about staying true to that, being a mom, a single mom, and dealing with a heart transplant, because I just get this, like, you know, like, gosh, there's so many ways to waver, you know what I mean? And one thing I'm very, I'm, I'm impressed with you, and, you know, you're raising just, uh, first of all, you guys, her son is, like, the most handsome thing ever. Oh. Um, He's, I mean, like she said, jet black hair and just a handsome young man. But give us a little bit about that journey as far as, you know, maybe what you're going, what you were going through as a patient, what you were going through within your tribe and what you were going through as a mom. Uh, well, the whole time I actually was serving on our tribal council, which, uh, which tribes, we have our own government, which operates pretty much like the governments of the county and the state. You know, we take care of roads, housing, um, you know, elders, youth, all that. ability. Yeah, so on top, yeah, I know I was in the, in the intensive care unit. I begged my mom for my laptop, and she wouldn't give it to me, and she's like, you got to rest. And, but, um, yeah, so I dealt with that, but truly my culture is what saved me. If I didn't have that ceremony, I don't believe I would have lived that long for, for my heart. Because when they had the ceremony, two weeks later, I was in the hospital, and literally the doctor says, you have days to live. So I wrote out at 34 years old, I wrote out my funeral arrangements, all of the ceremonies that we have to do when we pass away. I wrote down phone numbers of people to help. So uh, in our way, um, when someone passes away, another family takes care of everything. So my mom would just give this list to another family that wasn't related, and they'd be able to call the singers, the grave diggers, I mean, everything. So um, at 32, I, I did that. And then I wrote letters to Hunter, just funny letters, um, stories of me when, you know, being 18, that type of stuff, and, um, and waited. And then it was like on a super late at night, a doctor came in, he's all, we have a match, and that was happened to be Friday the 13th. So um but after that, you know, uh, it's, it's, it was difficult in the beginning because, you know, it's a lot of medications that you take, a lot mm -hmm. of um, immune suppression drugs, um, anti-rejection drugs, just a lot of medicine. But um, I remember thinking, I hope I get to be strong enough to be able to dance again. And luckily, you know, I am. We go to gatherings every, gosh, during the summer, we're gone every weekend from not only Southern California, we go to Nevada, we go to Arizona. Um, my son sings everywhere when he dances too. We play a traditional game at night. It's a hand game and uh, we just have a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. that's what really has kept going. That's where you are, right? <laughs> that's where you are having a lot. I mean, I just think, like I said, I've always just been truly, you know, impressed with that of you. And I always am very, um, you know, it just, it just makes me think in the ways that people can waver I just know you've stood fast in a lot of things. And I think that's, you know, amazing, right? Uh -huh. um, and you've stood fast in what you believe in and you've stood fast and, you, and you've been so strong, you know, to be a single mom and, you know, heart, I mean, just, just a heart transplant in general. I had, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling my friends today, I was telling some of them, make sure you get on to listen to your story because I think that that's, 
you know, just so empowering. And then to raise a son, you know, and, and not only did you raise him, you, you raised him with the same, um, from what I see of him, strong beliefs, right? Yes. Like, um, and so going through all that, I think it's just, you know, amazing. And like I was asking you before, sounds like you also had a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, not just from your son, but you were serving on boards and councils at the time. Yeah, and then, um, you know, I never thought I'd live long enough to see him go to school. And he went mm -hmm. to the same school now that I went to, my parents went to, my grandparents went to. It's a tiny oh, little school. Cool. And so I ran for the school board over there. Never thought I would do that. And I was able to serve there for about six years. And, um, you know, I've, I've served on other boards, too. So I've been able to do a lot of things that, you know, when I was truly sick for those two years, you know, just uh, getting up and doing laundry was was took all my energy, you know, just taking a shower. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was really hard, really hard. And Hunter, he started walking when he was 10 months old. You know, he was crawling super early. So he was kind of having to live on him. Um, he's very independent, had to live on survival mode, I guess you'd say. So, huh? yeah. But I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, you were, you, you were a survivor yourself. So he got it honestly, <laughs> you know, yeah. he, yeah. he, he, he got it from you, you know, just, just, pa I think passing down that ethic and that survival mode I'm sure you you passed it down, you know, to him naturally as a mama, as yeah. a mama. Well, he's, he's, he's surrounded by some some good men. I mean, his father actually is a traditional bird singer from a na uh, neighboring tribe, and you know he's in his life too. Um, so he has that. He has a godfather that's a singer. You know, um, he, he's around singers all the time, and uh, he's part of a group called A Shot to Cook. And um, his teacher, his leader, is Ralph Christman. He's from the Viejas tribe, and so uh, you know those guys keep him grounded as well too. Um, but another thing I was going to say is that being part of Women Heart has just been a, a, an amazing experience. Being able to travel to Washington D.C., speak there, and then also uh, other places they they've flown me. And uh, just my main message is to let them know that there are Native Americans still around. We're not just in history books, and um, you know, healthcare for us is supposed to be guaranteed. You know, according to all the federal acts and all the treaties, but it's the quality of healthcare that mm. you know Native Americans need. So, yeah, spreading that message and you know, letting them know that we're still here and you know, and we need better health care. So. Yeah. I mean, I think like, like you said, I mean, it's like I was saying before, it's standing true to that, right? And saying that here's, here's what we need. And we're, and I like that we're still here, you know? Yeah. Um, because, and I, and I, and I guess that's what I mean by standing true, right? Like you could have, I mean, you went through so much, you know, I feel like you just, you've always been to me, your authentic Native American self. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I also work with uh, Donate Life, too, and I've been able to travel to the Gathering of Nations in New Mexico, which is the largest power of the whole, uh, out of all, all the United States. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the founders of that powwow is, a, I believe she's a liver transplant recipient. So they always honor us when we're there, which is so amazing, you know, to be uh, honored in this huge arena with, you know, tribes from all over, you know, the United States there. So that's mm -hmm. been fun. And um yeah, just more, bringing more awareness. Um, there are some tribes that are in Arizona, I believe, and, and in Mexico that don't believe in um, heart transplants. They don't believe in any kind of transplant. They believe you have to be very whole. So, you know, just trying to tell my story. And I also work with other uh, Donate Life people from um, New Mexico and, mm -hmm. you know, just getting our story out there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's their culture, their traditions too. So, you know, we'll see what happens. So, this is so different kind of people maybe believe in different kind of things, if you will, and it all, you know, 
Yeah, there's, there's over 500 tribes in the okay. So, and all of us have, you know, different languages, uh, songs, creation stories, all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, right here where I'm at, I'm on the San Isabel Reservation, and just, you know, 15 minutes down the road is Los Coyotes, and their language and their songs are completely different. Okay. And then down the road, another half hour, the Lasenos, and they're completely different, too. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, I think everybody is probably teaching and, and learning, you know, a, a lot of teaching for me. I feel like, like I said, I mean, I... I, I learn from you when you post and when you, you know, say things and, and to your point of the singing, like, you know, just I, I see the things you post about your son and what he does and what he's involved in. And, you know, again, growing him to be a, a leader. It sound, it seems to me growing him to be a leader in the tribe, you know? Um, yeah, I think he, I think he will. <laughs> I think he will. <laughs> I mean, it's very different out here. Like just, you know, um, he's going to be singing with his cousin, uh, Ryan, you know, at the end of this. And uh, they, uh, when they decide to be bird singers, they sacrifice a lot. They miss out on a lot. Uh, just mm -hmm. the past two weekends, they've been at singing at all night wakes, singing at funerals, you know, and they're 16 and 17. Can you tell me what that means to be a bird singer? Um, the songs are thousands and thousands of years old. There's, there's mm -hmm. over like uh, one cycle is 300 songs. Mm. So to take that, um, that commitment at such a young age. Yeah. Like, uh, it's pretty amazing. I, I know some other um, singers who started off when they were teenagers too. They missed out on football games, proms, all that, because uh, they were called away and they they really can't say no. So, okay. yeah. So it's a huge commitment. Um, but what is amazing now is that our young people are just loving our culture. They're all wanting to. Yeah. It's just this revitalization is amazing. It wasn't like that when I was growing up. Um, you know, my mom's generation wasn't taught from her mom's generation, you know, was taught to be um, not proud. So, and that comes from, you know, residential schools, that comes from intergenerational trauma, and there's just a ton of stuff that the tribes went through, so. I guess that's what I mean, like, that's what I wanted to know, like, the commitment, and, you know, hello, Sharon and Phil, there's a lot, there's a couple people on here, hello, guys, again, this is the Taryn Lamp Show, episode number 83 with Miss Brandy, sharing with us her heart journey, and also sharing with us a little bit about the Native American culture and teaching us um, a little bit there with herself and her son. So I guess that's what I was asking, like the commitment, you know, and it seems like that, wow, three, over 300 songs to learn at that age, you know what I mean? Like you said, seems like, and, and being called upon depending on the situation, you know, to go there. Um, it seems like they could be probably called at a moment's notice or, you know, a short, short notice and then carrying up that commitment of their culture again. Like I said, between heart disease and heart transplant and culture, that's where, you know, you, you've always made. What are some of the, um, this, um, oh, it's Cousin Phil. Oh, oh, I see. I have a couple of tribal members on here. <laughs> Phil? Oh, Cousin Phil, how are you? Um, thank you for joining us. So tell us a little bit about maybe some of the, um, the obstacles, maybe that, you know, I know single mom, um, heart transplant, but maybe some other obstacles that people may not, you know, obviously know or think about that you've had to overcome. And then what would you share with someone who might be in that same situation um, to overcome those? Well, definitely you have to be your own advocate for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just, just looking back and thinking about, um, you know, going to Indian health and I should have been more assertive and said, no, you know, this is, mm. but you know, it's hard. Cause you know, in our culture too, the women have to be strong. You know, my mom had, you know, well, five kids, and even she was kind of like, you know, suck it up, you know, you're, you're pregnant, 
that's it. But um, but she knew something was seriously wrong. And I really have to give her credit for saving my life and taking me to the hospital in San Diego because, yeah, I, I was at just very uh, complete heart failure at that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was hooked up to everything. So, but yeah, to be your own advocate, um, learn mm -hmm. about your family history. Uh, I know my family history. All on my mom's side, everyone has died from heart disease, heart attacks, um, heart failure, all that. So just to make sure you, you know that. And then, um, yeah, like I said, just be your own advocate. You know, um, look for second opinions. Don't be afraid to ask for second opinions. I like that one, too. Be your own. Yeah, definitely. The second opinion one. I like that one as well. Yeah, because, you know, with doctors, a lot of us are intimidated by them. And after what I went through, you know, uh, my mom right now is dealing with back issues and she's in the hospital and a rehab center. And so I'm with her all the time when we have to meet with doctors. Cause you know, I tell her we, we deserve the best healthcare mom. We do, you know? And so that's why I make sure that I'm an advocate for her. Uh, I speak up when she doesn't. And um, so, yeah, I just, I tell women now, just definitely be your own, be your own advocate, take your family members in there with you. Um, that's one thing is I had a huge um, family support. I would not have been able to do any of this without them. Mm -hmm. I have uh, four. Well, there's, one, two, three, three sisters and a brother. So, so they all helped me out. Definitely. And, and, and cousins too. Yeah. I mean, I think I tell people that too, that be your own advocate thing. Cause it's so, especially for us women, right? Like we are so, um, we're, we're strong, but we're, sometimes we are also, um, you know, we do everything for everybody else. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, we talk about that in women heart, like we do everything for everyone else. And then we forget about, you know, taking care of ourselves because we're so busy taking care of, you know, our, our whatever it is, right? Our kids, our spouses, our, you know, other family members when we forget it and neglect ourselves until yeah. it's late, you know, and then we're, you know, out of luck, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, so I just, I, have, I, I tell people that too, they need to, you know, really be their own advocate and, and speak up for themselves. And then I just love that you had and, and still have, um, hopefully, family support. You know, because I'm sure, tell us a little bit about what life is like now, because you're so far out, um, but still, you know, it's, it, you, I'm sure you think about it every day. At the same time. Yeah, well, um, I'll be 14 years out um, on June 13th of this year. Wow. And they say, they say like average um, heart transplant recipients live about 20 years. So that's always in the back of my mind. That's mm -hmm. why when uh, my son wants to do something or we hear like there's a celebration going on, I'm like, let's go get in the car. We'll grab a couple of friends or whoever needs a ride and we'll go. So um, yeah, 14 years. I, I still, I can't believe it's me 14 years, but it's still, like I said, it's a lot of medicine, a lot of follow-ups, a lot of doctor appointments, but um, you know, I'm used to it now and I know that's what's keeping me alive and hopefully I'll live more than, than the 20 years, you know, yes. there's so many different medications out, different procedures. So just hoping that and well, I have an amazing team I think your spirit is a lot of it oh thanks you know what I mean? like you have good energy you know what I mean so you bring I'm sure you bring that energy to to yourself as well not just to those around you but you know your 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 body literally has good energy if you will so oh. I think that's I mean to me that's some of that's at least some if not half the battle you know is having that positive energy and to your point saying yeah let's do this you know, right like mm -hmm. not um, what's the word suppressing, you know, the, the fun, you know, and saying, Hey, yeah, Hunter, let's get on the road. Let's do this. Let's do that. And seeing him have fun, I'm sure it gives you the energy and then seeing his friends and his cousins. And, you know, like, I think you told me, did you tell me about dating or something, but some about 
was he is he dating or did I say that did I make that up um he, he was dating a local girl for a little bit and then they broke up but yeah that um, be nervous but yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not ready for that but he, he actually was uh, crowned homecoming uh junior prince and and his his really good friend her name's Beverly she's from a local tribe too was princess and so uh, he played football. This is his first time in junior year to play football. So they got to ride in a little parade and stuff around. So that was fun. I never thought like having a boy, like being, you know, being a, a prince or something like that. I figured maybe a girl, but yeah. And he's so nonchalant about it. He goes, oh, mom, remember what Beverly's talking about? Yeah, I kind of won. <laughs> so, I know. But, so that was a fun experience. And you said he's playing, because didn't he come here to play? Or he was going to come here to play football. Somebody came here to play football? Something? No, no. Um, no, what's so crazy is that when, I, when you talked to me, um, a shot to cook the group that he sings with, uh, we're in Chicago for a powwow. The singing. Okay, the singing. Yeah, yeah. and we couldn't make it. Um, but I was like, oh, would it, that would have been so awesome, though, if, if we did. So hopefully maybe next year we'll go. Make, you'll make it here. Let's see. Um, Someone says, just because they say 20 years after surgery, you're not the average and you will be the new example of living longer. That's what I say. <laughs> That's nice. You're the new example. That's what I say too. And I think your, your, your mind, your heart and your spirit are going to take you there. So we're going to get to the uh, Hunter in just a second. But I have one more question for you, Brandy. And for everyone listening, make sure you're liking, following, sharing, subscribing. We are on, this is going to be on my IGTV. It's going to be on Brandy's IG and it's going to be on, uh, it's on Apple, going to be on Apple podcast and YouTube. Make sure you're doing all those things, liking, following, subscribing, sharing, all those good things. This is episode number 83 of the Taryn Lamb show and Brandy. So you watch some of my episodes and I always watch, ask this question at the very, very end. What are you curious about? Anything? Um, um, well, I mean, right now with what's, what's going on over, you know, um, with Russia and Ukraine, you know, it's making me nervous. And Elder had actually told me when I had Hunter that our tribes are getting ready for war and a lot of boys are born at the same time. So that makes me worry, you know, he's 16, he'll be a senior next year. And I just hope that, you know, I don't, he doesn't see that in his lifetime. So, mm -hmm. you know, even us growing up, uh, you know, in the nineties, you know, we went through, you know, a desert storm and, and the, our men being sent over to Afghanistan, that type of stuff. I just don't want him to, to go through that. So just pray a lot for, for the countries over there to have peace. Yeah. Just praying and, and, and just curious about the future, what all that looks like. So Leanne, I hope I'm saying it right. Leanne says, whoop, whoop. Oh, <laughs> that's an, another one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right, Leanne. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. So now we are going to get to um, Hunter and share, share with us a little bit about what he's, he and his cousin, yeah? It's a little dark. I don't know if you- Yeah, I, let me, um, I'm gonna turn on, all the sun that. just went down over here. So let, let me so, turn on. Share, well, maybe he can come on and share with us what he's gonna sing and, and tell us about it. Tell us the yeah. background. Yeah, he's with his cousin, uh, Ryan. Ryan stays with us a lot at the house. So <laughs> it's like a second son to me. I'm gonna grab them really fast, okay? And Leanne says Brandy is with little smiley face with stars. Oh. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready? Okay. Kind of Want to stand right there? In, in front of that. I know, right, Leanne? Beautiful. Hi, how's it going? Hunter, is this you? 
No, this yeah. is, this is Ryan. This is our cousin Ryan, and he he's a part of the shot. But his dad is their teacher. Ryan that's Hunter. Yes, I was like Hunter. Hunter, you look at you guys. You guys are handsome. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. No, no pressure. No pressure. This is going to be on Apple Podcast and YouTube. And you guys look handsome. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to sing for us. Um, it's pretty much about uh, the uh, origin of our story about the the Ashata cook and the bird and how it was first given to us by our, the bird itself. And, you know, the coyote was involved and, you know, other animals who've given our songs first that may have um, contributed in a, in a mean way or in a greedy way. So now um, our group is called the Shots Cook because of that reason. It's because of the bird who wasn't as greedy in our stories who given us our song. So, yeah. So I'm going to tell you, so Leanne says, hey, guys, when you guys finish, um, this is, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go, on, I'm going to go off on this. So when you guys finish, Brandy, I'm going to give you a call, but I'm just, I just want to finish with this without kind of a lot of other extra at the end once they finish. Okay. And I'm, just, I'm going to close out. I'm going to give you a call, Brandy. So just okay. let me know you're done. And then we'll just close out and say goodbye. Okay. Go ahead, gentlemen. Thank you. Lamb Show episode number 83. Be good to yourself and each other. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.